Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman podcast. I'm your guest bailiff, Monty Belmonte from 93.9 The River, WRSI in Northampton, Massachusetts, emergency tornado shelter of Judge John Hodgman. This week, emergency podcast system. Kristen and Justin are a married couple. Kristen says her husband isn't reacting with the proper amount of alarm to tornado warnings in their town. Justin says he's weighed the risks and has his own game plan for tornadoes. Who will be safe and sound somewhere underground? And who is in danger of a house landing upon them? Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom. This is a test. This podcast station is conducting a test of the emergency summary judgment system. This is only a test. Had this been an actual emergency, such as Judge John Hodgman failing to find an appropriately cryptic cultural reference to make before beginning his podcast because it is summer and he is lazy, you would next hear an emergency cultural reference in the form of bailiff Jesse Thorne quoting various lines from his favorite movie. And the summary judgment itself would be decided arbitrarily by computers buried underground. But this is only a test. There is no way John Hodgman would be so lazy in summary as to not find an appropriate cultural reference. So we will now return you to your regularly scheduled podcast. Guest bailiff Monty Belmonte, please swear them in. Kristen and Justin, please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you Sharknado or whatever? I do. I do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that the 1996 Helen Hunt Bill Paxton movie is like John Hodgman's total favorite? Uh, I do. I do. Thank you, Judge Hodgman. You may proceed. You didn't name the. You didn't name my favorite movie. Twister. Twister is the name of it. Well, there goes that summary judgment. Yeah. <laughs> All right. For an immediate summary judgment in your favor, can either of you name? Jesse Thorne's favorite movie <laughs> that he would quote from if this were truly an emergency summary judgment system. Uh, Pootie Tang? <laughs> I think that's up there. Kristen? Um, I really don't. I'm not sure. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, no. Snakes on a plane? <laughs> no. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the old school Sharknado. <laughs> that was when that was when they 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 were making movies that were not specifically meant to become internet memes. They still thought they would make a movie. Now they just make an internet meme, Sharknado in this case, and then just sort of patch together some semblance of images and moving pictures in order to justify the internet meme that they have launched. This court would have accepted Kristen and Justin Babe to Pig in the City. Oh. Oh, yes. <laughs> which you should have gotten, Justin, because it says here that you are a movie theater manager. I, I am, in fact, yes. And Kristen, you are a lawyer and concerned wife. Why are you concerned? I am concerned because Justin refuses to abide by tornado warnings. Um, and he, when, you know, when asked to take shelter during a tornado, particularly during the night, he will say that the um, yearly statistics on tornado deaths are not sufficient to warrant leaving his bed. I, I presume and he has them on his nightstand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but I, often if the weather looks bad, I will check the weather from, from a, from a, um, 
mobile device or something. Thank you for not buzz marketing the smartphone that you use. What? Uh, so wait, where do you live? You live in in Kentucky. Lexington, Kentucky. Yes. Oh, Tornado Alley, Kentucky. <laughs> not really, but <laughs> yeah. No, that's just that's just an inappropriately named gated community in Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, what? What? Justin? What? Uh, how many tornado warnings do you get in Lex? Where? Where is Lexington, Kentucky? East, south, uh, northwest. It's it's central Kentucky. It's um. Oh, it it's is. About, it's an, it's an uh, east, south, northwest Kentucky. <laughs> yes. Now I've never been to Kentucky. Uh, one of my oldest and best friends, Adam Sachs, uh, 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 who contributes the obsessive war column to uh, Bon Appetit magazine, Buzz Marketing, is from Lowville, Kentucky. I think that's how you pronounce it. Lowville. Lowville. I think is how it's pronounced. And I've always wanted to go. I hear it's fantastic. I love bourbon. So you're a public interest attorney in Kentucky. Your husband followed you down because a movie theater manager can get work anywhere. Like you, that's, yep. a, that's a job you take that's... with you from town to town because there are just so many fantastic movie palaces that need managing. And it's a skill. It's a, it's a rare skill that not many people have. It's true. It's very true. What kind of movie theater do you manage? There's some kind of art house cinema? Like a Coolidge, uh, Corner, we... like a Coolidge Corner movie house of the South? Uh, it's uh, it's your standard uh, multiplex movie theater, unfortunately. Oh, okay. So just a re- re- regular old. Yeah, basically. <laughs> how were how were how were receipts for uh, Kickass Two this weekend? Um, it was a little disappointing. Disappoint- yeah, a little disappointing. Yeah. I like to get I like to get my on the ground uh, box office reports from my own <laughs> scientifically chosen sample of movie theater managers, which equal Justin. <laughs> Justin, you are a movie theater manager. Is your movie theater uh, also a fallout shelter? Uh, I, I wouldn't describe it as such. No. <laughs> but you don't. You've actually had tornado. You've actually had a tornado there. We we have oh. had a tornado uh, touchdown in the shopping center where my movie theater is located. Were you there at the time? I was there at the time. Correct. Did you, Did you go into each movie theater and say, "Hey, everybody, a tornado just touched down, but please stay in your seats and continue to enjoy the movie." Because we all know these tornadoes are BS. Yeah, I wouldn't want to lose ticket sales, so I, I, I definitely no. We uh, we actually uh, we did uh, we we did shut down the theater temporarily and pulled uh-huh. everybody out into the main promenade where it was deemed to be the safest. The and, main promenade uh, of what? Of the um, basically like you kicked them all outside. No, no, no the uh, the basically in, the hallway. The hallway, essentially. You call your hallway a main promenade? I don't call it that, but that's what the theater calls it. <laughs> okay, so inside the theater, you, you moved them all into the hallway, which was considered to be structurally the soundest part of the area. Correct. That was your responsibility as a, as a movie theater manager. Was anyone hurt or killed in this tornado? Uh, no, no. In fact, uh, I don't believe any real damage was done anywhere. Um, most of the theaters we get in the Lex... I mean, most of the theaters, most of the... Uh, tornadoes we get in the Lexington area are just are very minor and, and, and somewhat inconsequential really they're just yeah but they're tornadoes do you know how many tornadoes we get in uh western massachusetts where i am uh hiding out in the internetless hills and occasionally coming down to see monty belmonte here at wrsi to record this podcast guess how many tornadoes we got last year 
Maybe two. I have no idea. We get them more now because of global warming. Right. It's, well, that's, that's another thing. It's changing. Yes. The tornadoes are not mm-hmm. only becoming more frequent, they're also becoming meaner. We also have microbursts, which are like tornadoes. Some of them times they t- touch down, but there's only been one that has been very bad over the course of the last three years. Monty Belmonte, when I drove down here from Maine last time I yes. came to see you, it was through a torrential downpour that threatened to kill my family. And we both I mean, kept getting sent- flash flood warnings on our phones. Yeah, by, via the emergency broadcast system, That's something right. that had never happened before. And when I say it threatened to kill my family, it actually sent my family a note saying, I'm going <laughs> wow. to kill you. It cut it out family. of a newspaper and had all that strange typography. Right, exactly, because we still have print newspapers here. So, but, but seriously, the weather, I guess the point we're making is the weather can kill you and it's getting worse. And there is a history of tornado warnings in Lexington, Kentucky, whether or not you take these tornadoes seriously. Is that not right, Kristen? Yes, and that's exactly my point. I I think that he should, uh, what I'm requesting from the court today is a writ requiring him to seek shelter when there is a warning. How How many warnings do you get per year, would you guess? I would say three to four in the in our county that would touch our county. I would dispute that in that I think that that we get uh, watches rather than warnings. No, we get three to four warnings per year. I'm not saying per. Did either of you? Did either of you realizing that this is a real court of fake internet justice (laughs) think to compile these statistics into evidence that you could submit to me? I have I have submitted evidence on the number of tornado deaths in Kentucky for the last several years, but I did not have a number of warnings. I could not find that compiled. Yeah, I actually also looked for the number of uh, warnings versus uh, watches, and I couldn't find the number. As I mean, as the movie theater manager, I do keep pretty close tabs on it because uh, it it can affect uh, business and you know risk of power outages, etc. And I do notice that we do get a fair amount of watches. All right. Um, I don't notice a lot of. Let me just interrupt here. Let me just interrupt here to say, to make a direct address to the state of Kentucky, state or Commonwealth of Kentucky. Commonwealth. Ah, another another one. Commonwealth. Commonwealth of Kentucky. This is Judge John Hodgman speaking to you. Institution to institution. Why are you keeping your tornado data secret? Why do these people couldn't? Why couldn't these people find out how many tornado watches and warnings there were in Kentucky last year or this year or any time? Why are you doing this to me and my podcast? All right, let's get back to it. So the data is in dispute. But Kristen, you feel yes. there were three or four tornado warnings over the past year, let's say, past 12 yes. months in any 12 month period. On average, you say three to four tornado warnings. Justin, you say that those are more likely watches. Justin, what is the difference? Uh, the watch, and my understanding, and this is this is coming from Wikipedia. Bear and mind. we have we have a disagreement. Sure, on this there was no well. way that you could get you could get actual information, so you uh, turned to Wikipedia and, <laughs> for the actual di- but, uh, the actual distinct <laughs> definition between a warning and a watch. We can blame and, Rand and, Paul and for this. You understand that the reason that I am I am so hard on you about gathering evidence and presenting it to me is that I don't want to have to do this work myself. You're trying to convince me of something. Find out the information. I don't want to have to do it. And I actually have a much better source for that. And and the AccuWeather website provides that a warning is a um, is basically a warning means that a tornado is currently occurring somewhere in the area and a watch 
simply means that that conditions are conducive to a tornado forming. Right. And I believe that that is the standard definition. Okay, I got you. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, uh, the the definition uh, yeah the definition I have for warning is that Coming from Wikipedia. no I accept uh, hers is... I accept hers I don't want to hear yours okay <laughs> that makes sense and what you're going to say is not going to be substantively different is it not not then then don't waste my time <laughs> fair enough so let's say let's split the baby let's say there are two tornado warnings per year and two tornado watches per year. Fair or unfair? Kristen? I'd say that's I'd say that's fair, particularly if we're considering tornado warnings that occur at Justin? night. Justin? I'd, I'd be willing to accept that. Well, you, you both want to see this baby cut in half. I guess you're both the mother. All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> what are you instructed to do when you receive a tornado warning? Or do you not know? Well, do you then search it up well, on Wikipedia? Well, when you're in a, in, a, in your home, you are supposed to get um, avoid windows. You're supposed to get under some type of sturdy protection. And I believe you're also supposed to get into the lowest um, and smallest, basically the, the, the room that is, is the smallest that you can find, like, you know, under a stairwell or in a small bathroom or something of that nature. And that is what you would like your husband to do? Well, I would at least, I would, I'm just minimally asking him to get out of our bedroom, which is, is, you know, surrounded by big windows and get into our basement away from a window. That's all I'm simply asking him for. Like, I'll, I'll compromise that you can't comfortably sit in our tiny basement bathroom. So I'm sorry. Repeat that for me. You don't want him to get in the basement or you do? I want him to get into the basement. But I will concede that getting into our getting two people into our basement bathroom is probably not a possibility. And why are you getting into the bathroom of the basement? Because it's the smaller the room, the more more. Um, I think it, the more the, the I'm not really sure. There's but no there's I no windows. No windows, stuff. and there's more structural support in a smaller room. Also, they'll say if you get in a bathtub, the bathtub is connected to the plumbing, so it has a better chance of holding on if something were to happen. Oh. Oh. Yeah, that's why I don't ever get in a rowboat with my friend. Never. <laughs> or, or jump on my broomstick or get into my rocking chair. You know that those jokes would have to be made at some point. I know. Right, okay. <laughs> uh, so you would be willing to settle for him getting into any into any bathtub with you? No, it, no into the basement away into from any the windows. Base, into any part of the basement. Away from the windows, you yes. Have a creepy, you got a creepy basement? We have, well, half of our basement is completely underground, which would be useful to be in during a tornado. Yeah. And getting in that portion would be agreeable. I think it would be the best option. In the underground basement, like the fully underground, nothing is above it, correct? Is that what you mean to say? Uh, well, half of our basement is, it's, it's like carved away in a hillside. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, yeah. My, my, I misunderstood. Right. Underground and half is not. So then the half of the basement that is fully underground, do you have, do you have egress from the basement, separate egress from the basement that is not through the home? Like a bulkhead door or something like that? Yes, we do. You do. Okay. Why don't you want to take this simple, basic precaution, Justin? Well, I'm, um, I have, well, first of all, I guess I would say that, um, the chances of us ever being injured in a tornado in the state of, I mean, in the city of Lexington is is 
is, as far as I can tell, close to non-existent. It's negligible because nobody's ever been killed, as far as we can tell, or even seriously injured by a tornado. So even though these warnings happen and occur... What do you mean, as far uh, as you can tell, it, based on the statistics that you saw yeah, we've seen, ri written in starlight on the sky one afternoon? No, we looked it up on Wikipedia. We have a... No, I have... I have evidence from i have several exhibits for you your honor that are from the national oceanic and atmospheric administration and they actually show several deaths per oh, year in the bozos. last several years um <laughs> several i mean it's not a huge number but it's significant and and they're from surrounding counties to to our the county that we live in so i believe that that's significant but that's where we disagree so, um, the, yeah those those are there are, there are i think a grand total of i'm looking at between the year 1991 and current no that's between 2008 and 2012. Well, we're looking at less than 10, I think, uh, and that's and that's none in Lexington, and uh, and I suspect, and then there's no real information on on how or why those deaths occurred, but I suspect they either had poor shelter or no shelter, and we have a pretty sturdy house. Well, and this is another point of contention that I have. I believe that the reason that deaths are so few from the tornadoes is because people heed the warnings when they are given in general. Now we have an unsolvable logic problem. <laughs> are there very few deaths because there are very few tornadoes and the people who die are are dum-dums who go out into outside like you, Justin? Or are there very few deaths because... Or there, would there be many, many more deaths if they did not heed Kristen's advice? This is uh, in uh, and 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 get into the into the jacuzzi in the in the basement bathroom. This is this is a, a, a completely unresolvable hypo, uh, argument between two hypotheticals. Uh, fair enough. I maybe a combination of you don't know two, you don't but... know who these people you don't know the the, the stories of these people who died. This is true. You don't know. You don't but know why they met the fate that they did. It's it's still a remarkably small. You're number basically compared saying to... you're basically saying those people died because unlike me, bad things happened to them. That's, that's basically that's your saying. your whole thing. Uh, no, well, um, it sounds that way. But, um, I, I I I have to imagine at least some of them didn't have good shelter. Has anyone, Kristen? Has anyone died? in a tornado attack in Lexington Fayette urban county where you live Kentucky there's, the heart of the bluegrass were, region in 2009 city's population of 305,489 <laughs> in 2009 according to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Atmospheric Administration, there were two deaths in the next county over, which is a mere few miles from us. And it and there was two deaths in 2009. National so, yes, Oceanographic. Kentucky, Oceanic and... Uh, National Oceanic? Kentucky yeah, is landlocked. But I guess they're the ones who provide tornado statistics. I don't understand. It's called <laughs> NOAA because they're expecting another epic flood and they have to build an ark somewhere in... Lexington, Kentucky, eventually. That's not true. It's called NOAA. N-O-A-A. <laughs> it's commonly referred to as NOAA. National Oceanic and Atmospheric, Atmospheric Administration. Administration. That does ring a bell. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry I was so mean to those guys. Jonah is the organization that studies whales for the government. What? I just made that part up. Okay, fine. 
Uh, but yeah, but none of those did take place within uh, Lexington. And those, I mean, the surrounding area of Lexington is very rural, and it, it includes a lot of um, a lot of mobile homes and homes that aren't generally as structurally sound as within the city. So I don't think that's fair. But still, why, why do you why do you think it's rural. not fair? Because it's it's incredibly classist that he's saying that people with yes. mobile homes deserve to die in a storm. I, I, yes, and I I worked um, my my office for for five years was in well i guess three and a half years was in um madison county kentucky and it's a fairly urban area where um north where um eku uh, eastern kentucky university is located so it's not a big trailer park is that where the is that where the deaths occurred um the the um statistics do not provide that information unfortunately but you said the deaths occurred in the neighboring county so do you know right. which they county occurred they occurred in? Madison. in? Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I thought you were asking whether or not they occurred like on EKU's campus. No, 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 no. <laughs> that would be a strange question to ask. <laughs> I guess so. But I, I, yes, it occurred in Madison County. Is there any other geographical reason that Madison might be more susceptible to killer tornadoes than Lexington-Fayette urban county? Oh, it's a very similar terrain. It's very similar. But it's not as built up? It is the I would say I mean it's it's a smaller population overall but it's fairly built up. But my I mean my main point apart from from that I, I mean I, I'm willing to concede that there are some deaths within within the area but um, given the population of Kentucky as a whole uh, it's 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 almost negligible and uh, it certainly hasn't happened within the city of Lexington but the real risk that I see is um, if I wake up if Kristen wakes me up in the middle of the night um, because it's storming or because the weather's bad and she sees that there's a tornado watch or a warning a warning either one um i i just i i i'm a light i'm like it, it takes me forever to get back to sleep if i actually get up and get moving i can kind of like doze back off but if i get up i'm gonna lose most of that night of sleep waiting for a tornado that's probably not going to do me any damage but there are severe i mean there are legitimate well-documented risks of sleep deprivation uh I have a uh, I have a study from uh, the University of Pennsylvania that basically says that sleepily ra- uh, sleep related stop uh, vehicle- right there. <laughs> we are talking about tornadoes. The only statistics that you have cited for me regarding tornadoes so far, the only information has been hypothetical, anecdotal, or Wikipedial. <laughs> the one actual study that you're willing to cite is with regard to your completely off-topic and invented straw man argument about sleep deprivation? Sir, I know about sleep deprivation. I dare say guest bailiff Monty Belmonte also knows about sleep deprivation. We both have children. Don't you dare throw sleep deprivation up in my face, sir. Do you have an infant child? Not at, no. Then shut up. You could sleep in a tornado, dummy. Sleep deprivation. How dare you bring my curse to bear? Ah, you made me so mad. Probably because I didn't get enough sleep last night. (laughs) Because even though my, because now my children are older and they won't go to bed before 10 p.m. He's about to leave the courtroom. Oh, he's back. My study does show that... I don't care about your study! (laughs) Let me ask you... uh, Let me ask you a question about your house. 
How many stories is it? It is it is one story with a finished basement. One story with a finished basement. How many bedrooms? Three bedrooms. How old is it? It is from 1983. Uh, have you done any renovations? Um, not structural. How many uh, how many uh, windows would you say it has? Um, that, that's one of the um, parts of the house that concern me in this tornado argument. There are each, basically each bedroom has two large, very large windows in it, and they, they sort of wrap around the room. Like slide, it's, sliding it's glass of, windows, floor-to-ceiling windows? Not floor-to-ceiling, but they are 72 inches long by mm-hmm. 41 inches high, which is, you know, bigger than your average window and they snake around so that they kind of form like one big window does your does your um, home have a central fireplace like a central chimney it does do you have a fireplace we have a wood stove you have a wood stove how often do you build a fire in it we've never had it cleaned out since we bought the house so we have never built a fire in it here's what i want you to do justin i want you to have your wood stove cleaned out i want you to wait until there's a little chill in the air preferably within about two hours from now. I want you to light a merry little fire in there. And then I want you to throw your sleep deprivation study in the fire. I've heard everything I need. I'm going to go into my chambers and I'm going to make my decision. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom in a huff. Justin, this is not looking good for you. I don't know if I've ever seen the judge this angry. And I have been up since 2.15, Justin, so I would like to add that whatever level of sleep deprivation that you claim to be suffering through, I suffer through it daily. I am a morning show host at a local radio station. I get four to five hours of sleep a night tops, and I have three children. But I do have a few questions for you both. Justin? Sure. Are you just showing off, or are you really that committed to sleep? Do you, are you not afraid of tornadoes and what they could possibly do to you? Or are you just that committed to sleeping? I grew up terrified of tornadoes. I just, I, I, He's that committed to sleep at this point in life. You like sleep <laughs> really? more than life itself. I, uh, the, the, yeah. I'm, I mean, I, I don't see tornadoes as posing any real risk. They've killed uh, actual people in real life. Have you ever heard that? Uh, we, yeah, but I... I yeah, I suppose so. Now, you have a finished basement. You have a bathroom down there. Maybe you could put a wine cellar down there and turn tornado time into sexy time for Kristen and Justin. Have you thought about that? Add a little bit of romance to the drama of a tornado warning. It's certainly something to, to think about. As a theater manager, Justin, best tornado movie that you can think of? Um, I... The- Certainly not Sharknado. Um, I suppose. Uh, I don't think there's. It's not a genre that's that's been well explored. Wrong, Wizard of Oz. Kristen, what exactly would you like him to do? Is is getting under the bed when there's a warning enough, or must you go all the way down into the basement every time there's a warning? Can you watch it moment very- to moment? Can you monitor with your technology where the tornado may be lying? It's not accurate, and actually that was one of the exhibits I have. It actually says that it's not always possible to tell where a tornado is, and they're not always funnel clouds. Um, And 
so I would at least, at the very least, like him to get into a windowless, structurally sound room. So, but the basement is is obvious since we have a a finished basement that is also underground. It would be the best thing and the safest for sure. If Justin had a bathtub installed under your bed, would that be enough? Then you could just crawl. You could roll him right out of the bed into the tub. Well, if it were connected to plumbing, I yeah. suppose, since you, you said that it was, <laughs> would hold it there. I don't know, but there'd still be the windows in the room. And, um, you know, he's actually said that the reason that the tornadoes don't pose any danger to him is that um, he could see them coming if one was forming. I, in, the, in the nighttime. I, I don't believe you I did, ever said that. You did say that. He can feel it. You did say that. The hair on the back of his neck starts to stand up. I, you I, said that. Spot it and get downstairs. I can't imagine that I said that. Yes, you did. She has you on tape. I woke you up to ask you to get downstairs. All right. Well, we'll be back in just a moment with Judge John Hodgman's decision. You're listening to Judge John Hodgman. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. Of course, the Judge John Hodgman podcast always brought to you by you, the members of MaximumFun.org. Thanks to everybody who's gone to MaximumFun.org slash Join and you can join them by going to maximumfun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babbel. Okay, it's 2024. 2024. Oh, if hindsight were 2020, I I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit every day. That's what you do. That's the way progress is made, step-by-step, day-by-day, bird-by-bird. And that's the way it is when you're learning anything, especially a new language with Babbel. And if Babbel can help you start speaking language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in the rest of this whole year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars to private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts, real human beings, to help you start speaking a new language in as little as one, two, three weeks. Studies from Michigan State University, Yale University, and others continue to prove that Babbel is better. And that's not just the Yale football team putting their thumb on the scale because they love learning Indonesian from Babbel. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give your mom or your dad or your step-grandparent or your uncle or your friend or anyone that you want to keep connected in your life who might not live near you, it's a digital picture frame from Aura. It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things that those friends can't be there for, from family vacations to grandkids' graduation to whatever. I have one of these, and I got one for my dad, and I got one for my mother-in-law, and it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long, and we're able to easily update their Aura frames so they see all the latest pictures from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame. You can upload as many photos as you want, and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one. And it takes only about two minutes to set up, seriously. 
See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, uh, The Strategist, and Wired Magazine. Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code Hodgman. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code Hodgman. Terms and conditions apply. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom. Well, I have a few regrets with regard to this case. The first is that I did not properly acknowledge that Lexington, Kentucky, is not only the second largest city in Kentucky and the 62nd largest in the United States, known as the thoroughbred city and the horse capital of the world. I also failed to note that it is the home to Transylvania University. Wow. A private university in Lexington, Kentucky called Transylvania University, which makes me think you might have more things to worry about than tornadoes. Second, I regret laughing so hard, such that you could hear me through the thick, insulated, tornado-proof walls of my chambers. When Kristen said that Justin said he could see tornadoes coming, I found that to be hilarious. And I'm sad. I'm grateful to Gaspel of Monte Belmonte for bringing that out in questioning. And my pleasure. Sad that, and sad that I failed to do so. But it is dismissed as hearsay. Because, Justin, you deny saying it. Is that not so? Uh, that is correct. You, you definitely said it. My third regret is that I was not present in the room when Kristen went on to say that tornadoes do not always come in the form of a funnel cloud. Which I took to mean that they sometimes come in the form of a cube. Or maybe in the form of a stray dog in the back alley. Or maybe in the form of a mysterious stranger from Transylvania University. Because as you know, Vampire can take the form of a fine mist. Or a horrifying tornado! Vampnado, Sci-Fi Channel, get on it. I missed all of these opportunities because I was hiding from you and thinking about your situation. What Kristen says is true. 
tornadoes come in many forms and often by surprise. I myself had just finished recording a Judge John Hodgman podcast and was working in my office in a building in Park Slope, Brooklyn, when the skies darkened to an apocalyptic purple, the clouds thundered, the rain poured, the vampires from Transylvania University came down to visit the town, and suddenly on my flickering internet screen, there was a, a tornado warning in Brooklyn. Statistically an unlikely place to get warned of a tornado. And I did not go in the basement. And I, and I simply continued to answer my email, thinking that I too could see a tornado coming, when indeed the signs were all around me. And after it, the skies finally cleared, I went downstairs and opened the front door of the building in which I have my office and found that I could not leave my building because of a massive tree branch that had fallen off of a massive tree and barred my exit from the building. And suddenly I realized they were not joking about the tornado. And indeed, all up and down 7th Avenue, there was horrible devastation as old tree branches had smashed cars um, and uh, 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 whatchamacallit, what's the newspaper that no one ever reads? The New York Times? No, 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 no. The one that... The New York Post? The Village Voice. Village Voice. All of those. All of the above. The uh, newspaper, uh, uh, key, what, what, what do you call they're not machines anymore. You just take them because they can't possibly charge for print newspapers anymore. The newspaper boxes? The newspaper boxes had, uh, had, had been uh, uh, lifted up in the, in, the, in the cyclone and thrown through the plate glass window of a, of a, a, a local uh, a hipster clothing outfitter. That is a sort of a local version of Urban Outfitters that we have in Brooklyn that shall go unnamed. And we suffered no fatalities in our normally tornado-proof neck of the woods, but it could very well have happened. The thing is, you can't see tornadoes coming. They come by night as a visiting professor from Transylvania University, and by surprise... And they're serious business, as anyone in Moore, Oklahoma, will tell you. And I appreciate that that's statistically a, a much more likely place. That is Tornado Alley. That's a much more likely place to have uh, uh, tornadoes form uh, uh, and uh, for tornadoes to be huge and to do more damage. But even in a place that thought it was prepared for a tornado, it uh, could not be prepared for. And I would say that it is the height of folly and personal fallacy to suggest that tornadoes aren't going to hurt you because you're not the kind of person who's hurt by tornadoes. Because you can see them coming and you like your sleep. Tornado watches, no one cares. Tornado warning, dude. Go in the basement for half an hour. I agree with Monty Belmonte. I think you should fix up the basement. 
into a tornado, into a tornado den, a tornado retreat. Enjoy your time down there. And be glad that you are alive. And not in another dimension with horrifying flying monkeys. Because that could happen or worse. And then what if everything's in color? Yeah, that's right. I forgot. Lexington is still in black and white, right? Mm-hmm. Only the grass is blue. That's right. It's, in, it's <laughs> yeah. in blue, black, and white. Yeah, well, in that case, maybe you should go out and be sucked up by that tornado. You'd enjoy what you see. You'd enjoy the outside world. It's almost as beautiful as Ohio. The judge finds in favor of Kristen. This is the sound of a gavel. Ah! 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 Judge John Hodgman rules that is all. Justin, Kristen, I think it was quite clear before the good judge exited the courtroom the first time where he was going to rule on this. Kristen, congratulations to you. It seems like sanity will reign in your household from here on in. Yes. You probably just can't wait for that next tornado warning. And you'll be able to wake up your husband in the middle of the night and get to go down to the basement for a, a glass of Chablis. And hang out in the bathroom. That sounds like, at least it won't be stressful. <laughs> at least it'll be, you know, he'll be safe. And, just, and the dog will be safe. <laughs> Justin, you have committed to heeding to Judge John Hodgman's ruling. Are you prepared for this? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's surprising. It seemed like everything was going my way, but I guess... I At guess what point I did you think run. things were going your way? Um, yeah, I'd be curious no to know that, too. No, I, I, uh, I, I, I can see the uh, the wisdom in the in the ruling. So I guess in the future I'm just gonna have to lose a couple hours hours of sleep. Justin, Kristen, uh, I don't mean to pry, but are you ever planning on having children? We're actually in the process of adopting now. So, Justin, if your child were living in that house and there was a tornado warning, would you try to get the child to safety? Yeah, yeah, I would say I would say that would be something that I would do. And the child is a guarantee that you're not going to get any sleep anyway. So you might as well just when those warnings go off, please heed them. Absolutely. I'm I'm bound by the judgment of the court. That felt like an after school special the more you know. <laughs> send, send off right there. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, well, thank you both. Klaxon. 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 <laughs> thank you both for being on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Thanks a lot. It was all fun. Thank you. You know what? Before you go, I also further order one last thing. I want you to take this podcast and I want you to isolate. I'm approving your remix of this podcast. Isolate the sound of me making these noises so that when the tornado warning comes, you may play it on your unbranded smartphone directly into Justin's ear. Just this is the sound. (laughs) Ah! I, I will... Uh, uh, klaxon, klaxon, klaxon. Uh, 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 Everybody dance now. Justin, report to basement immediately. Uh, 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 klaxon, klaxon. Okay, I think that'll do. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks again. Let's clear the docket, Judge John Hodgman. Oh, I'm sorry, Monty. I didn't see you there. I was um, trying to 
figure out how I could take my normal chamber's jacuzzi and make it into a tornado-proof jacuzzi by putting another jacuzzi on top of it. And then I would have like a jacuzzi, I'd have like a, a, a sensory deprivation tank plus jacuzzi. I have no response. You know what I mean? But how would I get into it if it were completely full? Darth Vader style, it could open, well, with water. Yeah, you could open up, get in, close, fill with water, empty out, open up again, get out. It's impossible to imagine. This is why no one has ever built a sensory deprivation tank. Go ahead. Let's clear the dock. Let's clear it. Benjamin writes, I'm writing to accuse my best friend Brian of defamation of character. We met through our jobs at the University of Vermont. Brian enjoys retelling a story from the earliest days of our friendship, but he leaves out crucial parts of his culpability. In October of 2008, our university department sent us with Kathy, our boss's boss, to a conference. We ate dinner together on a layover at the airport. When Kathy stepped away from her meal, Brian ate half, and only half, of Kathy's final chicken finger. Assuming that this was part of the departmental culture slash humor norm, I reached for and consumed the other half of the chicken finger. Admittedly, becoming an accomplice in what I thought would be a hilarious event. Brian was in his second year of the job and knew Kathy well, while I was only a month or two in my position. I submit that I was following his lead. Upon Kathy's return to our table, calamity ensued. Brian admitted to the deed while I elected to remain silent and let my senior colleague take responsibility. This led to Brian carrying Kathy's carry-on luggage for the remainder of our trip. My issue is that when Brian tells this story... He never owns up to his failing as a role model and mentor and focuses instead on my lack of speaking up in the moment, even though I admitted my role to Kathy several days later. In restitution for emotional damages, I ask that when Brian tells this story in the future, he acknowledges his failure as a role model. Benjamin, you are a creep. I don't know how to put it more plainly. What kind of person comes into a new job and witnesses his senior colleague playing a little joke on a fellow senior colleague by eating half and only half of that person's chicken finger, I presume to use to ruler. And then you go ahead and eat the rest of that chicken finger? No. You keep your hands off people's food. You're in a job for a couple of months. Don't touch people's food. Don't think you know what's going on. You don't know what's going on. When you are new to a job, you keep to yourself. You keep your head down. You learn, you observe. When you start making, oh boy, oh boy, Monty Belmonte. When I was working in an office a thousand years ago in the era of the fax machine, and I and the other assistants of some time there, uh, pals, work pals, and I would be gathered around the, the fax machine in the large cell phone charging station, making our jokes someone came up who had been there for a month or two started making jokes with us like he knew the jokes nothing annoyed me more you gotta do your time you gotta pay your dues you gotta learn whether it's okay to eat that second chicken finger and then you don't even speak up and say gosh I'm sorry Kathy I ate that second half of the chicken finger because Brian ate the first half of the chicken finger and I thought that's how things went in this office the crazy chicken finger gags that you guys are all pulling on each other I wanted to be a part of it so not only did you do the wrong thing but you failed in the moment to acknowledge that you did the wrong thing whereas Brian very smartly acknowledged 
he did the right thing, and then he did not sell you out. Goofus and Gallant. Never a more clear case of Goofus and Gallant have I ever seen. With you, sir, as the Goofus. I find fully in favor of Brian and ask you to look deep within yourself and find that half a chicken finger still lodged in your gut because those things don't digest for 35 years. Did you know that, Monty? Also think about having a snack before you go out with your boss's boss. Yeah. Not run into that awkward situation again. And stop trying to be right all the time when you are clearly wrong most of the time. Next docket, please. Gary writes... I previously wrote in with a dispute between my 10-year-old daughter and myself, which you addressed in the episode entitled Fitness for the Prosecution. She was asking for a court-ordered DNA test of our dog, King Louie. Yes. You ruled in favor of the test. Of course. The results are now in. I'm in favor of science, Monty. Who isn't? Well, a few. Well, I think Justin from our previous case yeah. doesn't believe the science of tornado warnings. I can stare those tornadoes down. I'm from Columbus, Ohio. The results of the test are now in, and the following breeds were found to be most prevalent in his DNA. Affenpincher, Alaskan Malamute, Brittany. Please assist us in determining what name to use in answer to the question, what kind of dog is it? Any direction the court could give regarding the name of this mixed breed will be greatly appreciated. It's obviously an Alaskan Brittany Pincher slash cockapoo mix. And it should be named Brittany Malamute. I like that. Malamute is a pretty... It sounds like Marmaduke. Yeah, Malamute's a good name. I mean, I think I think uh, Gary was asking about what, what should we call this mixed breed of dog. I think Alaskan Brittany Pincher slash Cockapoo is correct. Alaskan Mute Brittany Pincher. It's like a mime that sexually harasses Brittany Spears when she's on tour in Alaska. You know what? I'll let the guest bailiff's judgment stand. That's a good one. An Alaskan Mute Brittany Pincher. I, I'll amend that, Monty. I think it should be entered into the into the Kennel Association books as follows. Your dog, King Louie, is a Monty Belmonte's Alaskan Mute Brittany Pincher slash Cockapoo. Docket is cleared. Thanks to Tim Fargus for suggesting this week's case name. Thanks, Tim. Suggest a name for future cases. Like us on Facebook. We regularly put out calls for submissions. I've been your guest bailiff, Monty Belmonte of WRSI 93.9 The River. Thanks for joining us for the Judge John Hodgman podcast. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is a production of MaximumFun.org. Our special thanks to all of the folks who donate to support the show and all of our shows at MaximumFun.org slash donate. The show is produced by Julia Smith and me, Jesse Thorne, and edited by Mark McConville. You can check out his podcast, Super Ego, in iTunes or online at gosuperego.com. You can find John Hodgman online at areasofmyexpertise.com. If you have a case for Judge John Hodgman, go to MaximumFun.org slash JJHO. If you have thoughts about the show, join the conversation on our forum at forum.maximumfun.org and our Facebook group at facebook.com slash Judge John Hodgman. We'll see you online and next time right here on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.